listening to Adoption, Fostering and Tea from the UK's LGBTQ plus adoption and fostering charity, New Family Social. Find us at newfamilysocial.org.uk. I'm Tor, and this week I'm going to be having a cup of tea with John and talking about filial therapy, no less. Hiya. Hello, Tor. Thank you so much for joining me. It's very nice to have you here. So you're introducing me to a new type of therapy today, which I'm looking forward to. But first of all, could you set the scene for us a bit? Tell us how you became an adopter, how you made that decision and so on. Uh, yeah, it's um, it was quite an easy decision. I think something that I'd had in my mind for a long time. Uh, and uh, I just ended up thinking that I should do it after a few a few relationships. I thought, I'm not going to find the right person to wait for to do this with. I'll do it by myself. So I just uh, clicked the button on, on an adoption website, and that got me started. Um, and then all the usual checks um, went ahead. And here we are, two and a half years later, with two children. Gosh, well, congratulations. And... Uh... Were you nervous approaching it on your own or were there additional considerations for you or were you just pretty confident you could do it? I feel like other people were nervous on my behalf. I thought I could do it. I'm a teacher and I just see lots of, of, of people coping and uh, they seem to be coping pretty well and I was, I was confident that I could, could provide and cope too. And oh, so far, I feel like I am doing I mean, that is tempting fate if ever I heard it. But yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I've lost a lot of hair and it's all gone great. <laughs> but, 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 you know, there's this contentedness in, in the household at the moment. That's fantastic. So you went through the assessments and so on. Were you, did you find that easy or were there challenging points in that assessment for you? Um, assessment wise was actually a, a kind of quite a nice procedure I had a lovely social worker who did all the like I don't know how many visits it was it was maybe five um but I feel like perhaps doing it by yourself you've just got yourself to talk about it's not about the history of a relationship it's not about any doubts that you might have it's not about how secure you are because it's just you so I felt like all I had to talk about was me and my life and what what I could provide and what my childhood was like and um and, and I guess that made it a little bit easier yeah, I can understand that. And I've heard other people saying that, that really, you just need to figure out what you want, what you can cope with, how you're going to approach it. And there isn't that added complexity of that negotiation. And then once you've got a child or children, it's about your relationship with them. You're not attempting to maintain another adult relationship as well in that way. Yes, it's it's, it's, it's a nice little triangulation between us three, with kind of me as the, as, as the anchor and, and nothing to take me away from them at all at the moment. That's really nice. And so you were outnumbered, though, from day one. How did that feel? <laughs> oh, yes. Da like daunting. You've got it was it was, I think, a six week period when it was just me and the two children and we weren't supposed to see any other adults. So it was pretty intense. Yeah, I do remember lo lots of lots of um, quite stressed, stressed nights, lots of trips to the park. Um, but. You say outnumbered, they've got each other to play with. Yes. So there was always that element. And of course, they're, they're, they're half brother and sister. So they've been, um, the first part of their lives have, have been together. So they had that shared playfulness together, if you like. And and that really helps too. That's really nice. Were they in foster care together? They were in foster care together through COVID as well. 
with a Gosh. wonderful foster care who, who you know gave them so much so much throughout that period um, and we still see her regularly that's really nice really so part of our lives. how old were they when they came to you they were two he was two and she was five Okay, so one very little and one school age. Yes, so one a, li- a little bit, um, a little bit harder to build those relationships with. Um, and the two, the two year old was you could just see it was a lot quicker because you've got that that kind of intimate stuff of nappy changing and things that uh, that I don't have with the didn't have with the five year old. So that has taken, and I felt it. It's taken a few years. It has taken these two years to finally build that with her. But with Arnie, uh, it was yeah, a little easier. That's It's interesting that that was a different process for both of them. I can see why it was, though. How did you find integrating the elder child into school? Actually, pretty, the school has been very, very good. Managed to make a few friends before she went in. So, so we went to their house and, and saw them. So she had some familiar faces in class. Um, and... Yeah, from, from then on, the school have been brilliant and they've been up for training that the adoption, my, my um, adoption agency have, have helped them with some training. And, and now Arnie's there as well. So they've, and, and he obviously knows what school's like because he's been dropping her off every day. Um, so school, school was actually quite smooth for her. That's really nice to hear. Mm. And you mentioned... Um, when we were talking just before this about you were having a very specific kind of therapy that's not really widely um, known about. And I just wondered if you can talk me through why that came to be, why you felt that that was the right route for you and how that's all worked. It was through a phone call after I had some slightly troubling behaviour from from Bella, the eight-year-old, when she was, when she was five. It was in the first couple of months. And I just wasn't sure how to react or what to do. So I got in touch with the adoption support people who were really quick on the case and started to instigate like a series of, of people visiting and then um, started us on a course of filial therapy, which involved a, a wonderful lady coming around with bags of toys. She unloads her boot. She brings out like Ikea bags and she brings out like a wheelie case full of toys. She unloads them all in the front room privately. So we're, we're like me, me and me and Bella are in the kitchen and she's she's sorting out this room, turning it into a bit of a play therapy. And then Bella goes in with her for about 45 minutes and they play. And I don't know what's going on. I come out and, and I get to, and, and, and Bella's all joyful and quite huggy. And then this kind of stuff goes on for about eight weeks. And the idea is that that the children work with the therapist. And then once they've got used to the style of it, which is essentially play therapy, where they're the kind of boss, they're in charge of the adults. They can tell you what to do. If they want to hit you with a big floppy noodle, they can hit you with a big floppy noodle. Awesome. <laughs> if they want you to role play something, you can you role play something. Yeah. Something they don't often get right, this, yes. this kind of commanding um, vibe that they can use. And then that goes on for eight weeks, and then they train the parents. So the therapist trains me up, and I'll start to do some of the therapy with the children and record it secretly. And then we watch it back, and she'll say what was good, what I could have improved upon. And eventually, 
the therapist is phased out and it's all down to me. So now every week in like an allocated slot, it's all very, very regular. We have 20 minutes, we call it the special box and we take it out. And it's almost like you're opening a book uh, and then they get to kind of finish off a chapter and then shut it again because it's the same toys. So, so every week they, they kind of are telling a story and, and you can see stuff develop. It's great. That's Powerful stuff. Yeah. And how is it therapeutic? What Where's that within that? So the, the, the best bit of it was in those first eight weeks, Bella started to play, not with the toys, but with like the wheelie, the wheelie case that you drag along airports. Yes. And she would play hide and seek. And she'd hide in it. And then the week later, she'd do the same thing. And then a week later, she'd, she'd hide in it with some cushions. And then a week later, she'd hide in it with some cushions and ask to be zipped up in it. And then after that, to be in with the cushions, zipped up. And then the therapist, she asked the therapist to walk around with her, but not talk. And a week after that, she asked her to turn her upside down inside this wheelie case while she was being walked around. So we've now got a child really enclosed, turned upside down yes. in a dark, zipped-up space. You can see where this is going, can't you? <laughs> and, and then the week after that, she did the same thing and then asked the therapist to unzip it and just came out and went, ta-da, I'm here. Wow. And so that's what I mean about, like, they're able to tell their own story. And, and I was like, well, kind of naively, so what do you think that was about? <laughs> so the therapist is like, well, she's clearly been reborn here. She's yes. ready to be born into this house. And it's through those incredible little, like, she's created that all by herself. There's nowhere else that has come from apart from her brain. And she will come and, and maybe she'll remember a really tough day at school. Something to do, I think I might have even got a phone call. I don't know, something to do with friendships and wanting something. You know, when kids really want something and yes. get jealous and then fractures happen. Um, it was a bit like that. And then in the play therapy that I was doing, so this is months along the line, and it was just me and Bella. She basically replayed that whole story, but with balloons. And there was there was anger, there was shouting, there was tears. And that's all okay, because this is a space where we can do anger and shouting at tears, and she can shout at me, she can tell me things. Um, and she just gets it all out. And then often at the end of it, she'll just hug she'll want a piggyback and she'll want a hug so so this they clearly know that this is a bit of a, a cathartic process that they're getting a story out more so with Bella less with Arnie the little boy who sees it more of just like a really special intimate time for us yeah so when you say that was a long explanation of worse than no, it's fine. I love it. <laughs> I'm fascinated I'm sitting here nodding so yeah, yeah. um so with, with the little boy, he sees it as a place where we build a special relationship and he's got control and he absolutely loves it. Every now and again, is he, if he's on a bit of a wobbler, I say, should we get the special box out? And it's the karma. And he knows exactly what he's in for. He knows he's going to be the boss. He knows he's going to be controlling whatever play we do. And they can, you know, like I said, chuck, build, whatever they want, dress up. Yeah, so it's, they, they understand, I think, what it is. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, it's not something that I'd heard of. Um, but I do remember reading something when my kids were younger about letting them lead play. It's yeah. like, I found it quite hard. It's, it's so difficult. It's yeah. this, you just want to get involved. You know, when you get like a like a shark out and you go, oh, do you remember when we saw that shark? Like, you can't do any of that. 
Yeah. Nothing is instructional. And now it's quite it's quite sad because I'll go and watch people people play with their children. <laughs> like, oh, you oh you're really leading this, aren't you? <laughs> Come on, it's often it's often grannies actually. Come on, granny, step away. Like if that's how he wants to build it, that's how he can build it. Let him look. And they're learning like sometimes it's just about building their motor skills. Like, uh, and you can just watch them. And they're like, how does this work? Can you kind of, like, I don't know. How does that work? How do you think it works? Today it can be whatever you want it to be. So you really throw everything back at them. And you, one of the things you've got to be quite active is watching their face. So you're not describing like what they're doing. You're describing what they're feeling. So if uh, we use balloons are a bit of a theme at the moment. And so, so they get they have to hunt for the balloon. I always hide a balloon in this box and they'll hunt for it. And sometimes it's like, I found it, I've got it. And sometimes they get really grumpy because they can't find it straight away. I'm like, oh, you're rude. And you just have to reflect that. Like, oh, you're clearly very upset that you can't find that balloon yet. And you kind of, you just reflect their emotions. So they start to practice them, I guess. And you just name them. Yeah. So, they're, so they're getting used to all of that, all of that stuff as well. It's quite, it is quite incredible. I love doing it. It's so interesting. God, I'd be dreadful at that. I'm just. I tell you what. Yeah. One of my, another good thing I like doing is doing it with adults. So tour. No, oh <laughs> God. Go on. Go? <laughs> so I do do this with adults. I get the special box out because I talk to them and they say that sounds amazing. And so I just say, well, let's do it then. So I get the box out, and it is incredible. <laughs> how 20 minutes play with an adult can just reflect whatever they're like I had a friend whose parents when he was 15 went through a divorce and his play immediately had two separate teams of 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 like people and he was the one in the middle and he was putting something in the middle and they were fighting over this thing in the middle I'm like I was like you know what you've just done don't you this is like a 35 year old playing yeah thinking he's playing but actually he's recreated the childhood that he went when he went through a divorce and play so it's even for adults it's it's quite amazing yeah it sounds it sounds like it's giving you a window into their mind really yeah yeah and it's so open right you know because because they're leading it so you never know where it's going to take you a hard thing to do is looking for themes so you are kind of encouraged to look for a theme and a theme might be just something that they pick up every time like for bella it was hide and seek so, so there was a lot, there was always like, she's hiding something. Something needs to, to come out. And that's that's gone now. And it's more about, hers is more about creative play and setting things up for me to do. I haven't quite worked out what that's about yet. And a lot of um, baby bottle stuff. Yes. The eight-year-old is, is, is picking up the baby bottle and she'll suck it and just close her eyes. And so I just say, you look so relaxed when you're sucking on you look so relaxed doing that what's that remind you of yes in fact I wouldn't say what does that remind you of I would just say you look so relaxed yes <laughs> you try not yeah, to it's not it's not a thing where you try and pro- you don't try and prompt to ask them what they're feeling or, or what it's doing to them you just you just reflect and let yeah. them talk if they need to were you advised what to put in this box or have you been able to just expand that yourself from knowing how this works as a system? <laughs> so the, the bo- so when the therapist came, her box, like I said, she, she took out a whole boot of toys. And yeah, they're categorised. So you've got um, like family toys, dolls, mm-hmm. little things to represent you is often quite good. Um, stuff for caring, 
lot of baby things, stuff for violence, like guns and wobbly knives, scary puppets, things for hitting you with, like, you know, those swimming noodles, sticking one of those in, sensory things, stuff that makes noises. Uh, little Arnie likes to use a lot of noise. He loves a whistle. Yes. Just to start things off with a whistle. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, and only nice thing again there, Tor, is that that's where the whistle is. So the whistle's only out for like, <laughs> 40 minutes max a week there's that a squidgy perfect. poo okay so you know a lot, a lot of stuff like that stuff toys that that they, that they would love to explore and play with often things that are a little bit cryptic too if i find stuff in charity shops it's a fun job <laughs> looking for toys for the special box is a fun job stuff okay. that looks a bit confusing that they have to work out i always put pens in String, scissors and paper so they can create and build and some sellotape, stuff like that, if they want to, if the mood takes them there. And then some building blocks. And you really have to define your space. So there's, there's a few strict things you've got to do. One of them is open the session. So we start quite formally like, this is the play session. Uh, you've got 20 minutes. You can do whatever you like. You know what the boundaries are. So you have to set boundaries like there's no hitting me with your hand. There's no, you know. No, if you feel like you need to, to set a boundary, like, no, we're not going to pour water down the, the doll's face or something. Um, so you set a few boundaries and then you tell them when five minutes up. So they know when five minutes is up. Oh, when they've got five minutes left, sorry. You tell them when there's a minute left and then you say, okay, that's the close of today's uh, play. And then you tidy up. Because you know what you know what kids are like with tidying. You don't want any conflict at the end. So you tidy up, you start to put it in the box, and they just get used to it. There'll be a bit of resistance to start with. And like, oh no, I want to carry on playing with that. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed playing with that. You just have to reflect it. Oh, you really seem to enjoy playing with that toy. Let's put it back in the box and, and use it again next week if that's what you want to do. Uh, interesting that it's yeah. so slightly time bound. And um, do they initiate it ever, or is it important that you initiate? The session they don't initiate it no they will ask for it they'll say can we because it's in the kitchen they can see it all the time so so they do ask for it every now and again but i've got this is this is down to solo parenting now because obviously it's just me doing all of this and it's best to do it when it's just one of them in the house so there's no other distractions and that's kind of hard to do if mm. you know you you've got a five and an eight-year-old in the house or you know it's when they were two and five even harder um but brownies and squirrels <laughs> very handy for that so she's out for an hour on a tuesday he's out for an hour on a thursday and that's the time that i bring them back and they know that that's their weekly slot for the special box that's so interesting and then the things that come up through that, are you then um, discussing that at other points with them or reflecting back on that? You know, like the thing about being in the suitcase or just different themes that you might have spotted. Or is it all just entirely held within those sessions and then not really commented on beyond that? I leave it there. Mm -hmm. I just leave it all in the box. Do you remember what I said before about the, the opening the book? Yes. Like you shut the book and you leave it all in the box. And then wherever they were last week, they just pick up again there often often that's the case and sometimes like there's 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 very regular play so like it will be the same thing for about four or five weeks and then suddenly there might be some weird shift 
and it would be like a one-off one where everything in the box is rubbish and they're chucking it all out and that's their bad mood and they're just getting out of their bad everything I've got is rubbish this box is rubbish this you know maybe there they're saying this school is rubbish this toys are rubbish I don't like being here and that's I don't say oh you you know I don't try and reflect that and build on it and go no what's going on at school what's what's what you're not happy about at the moment you just let them do it and and yeah that's that's how it works that's so interesting yeah there's an air of mystery about it I guess there's a and a bit of a puzzle for the adult and again single single parent I don't have anybody to talk to immediately afterwards about with it. it would be useful to um just to kind of pick it all apart. But I've started just writing notes, you know, like doing doing voice notes after sessions so I can kind of have a record of what they've been doing and look for themes that I think might be important. Nothing's come up lately, but that's a nice way for me to kind of record what they've been doing. And maybe we'll look back at it in years to come. Yes. <laughs> Remember all that play you were doing? We're <laughs> recording it down here. Your play diaries. What would happen if they refused to participate or didn't? Absolutely fine. That's okay. So, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So if they and if if they start to play up, you, you just have to say, give them that boundary, and then say, like, if you do that again, we're going to have to close the box for today. And if they do do it again, you go, okay, I'm going to close the box for today. Never mind. We'll put the box back. Yeah. And and that that's how that works. And sometimes they'll just go. I don't want to do it today. I'm done. Can we stop? Yes. After five minutes. And and I'm not going, no, come on. Put the <laughs> box out. Let's do it. You, you just have to say, all right, yeah. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. What's, what's the point? Yes. So we just push it away and do something else. And so the reason that you started that, do you feel like it's addressed those reasons? Good question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a tough thing to see if it had addressed um, because it was about Bella's life beforehand. Like some, un, you know, this, the, these these children come with a lot of unknowns and, and what we were trying to do was uncover stuff that might have happened and we deduced that one of Bella's ways of kind of finding out what, she can do is just to test many different things and when it doesn't work she moves on to the next thing yes and that's what the therapist discovered with it and that's what we put the the behavior that triggered it all down to and it hasn't been an issue ever since yeah that's that's really interesting because you're right you know the children that we adopt do come with unknowns and that advice of creating a space in which things can be communicated to you is really good advice. So whether that is a spoken space for an older child or, you know, a created space in this way for play, I think that's a really good thing. And so I can understand why this was a good approach to that question, really. Yeah. And the, and actually the kind the the language that I use in the sessions, the stuff about reflecting emotions is stuff that has just bled out into to real life as well. So they'll you know, I'll spot their face. I'll look at their faces and I'll say, oh, you look really disappointed about that. Instead of going, oh, you, oh what, you don't want to do it? I'll say, oh, you look really disappointed. And and they start to be aware of, of, of again, their, their own emotions on a, on a daily basis. It happened last night, actually. 
at the moment Bella is is putting down Arnie quite like everything Arnie says she'll she'll say something negative towards it and I just kind of I just pointed that out to her to see if she noticed and and, and used a bit of the language that we'd use in feel and she's like oh yeah she did she did notice and she kind of nodded and agreed and shifted her language slightly so so we're able to talk about those kind of things out just in the in the normal world away from the special box Yes, I think that's interesting because I think I guess it communicates what the emotion is that they're feeling by you naming it. But also I think from the way that you're saying it, it communicates that you can cope with any emotion in them. Because the way that you're showing me how you would reflect that, it's all very accepting of that emotion. And it seems all very sort of calm. It may just be the way you're saying it now. <laughs> it sounds calm, doesn't it? It does. Um, but what I mean is that you know, when you're reflecting excitement or happiness or those things, it sounded to me similar to how you're reflecting disappointment or anger or whatever. It seemed like it was accepting of all of those, which I yes. think is really valid. That is, you've just triggered a little memory in my head there of in that kind of period when I was being trained up as a filial therapist and I had to record them. There was one moment when the ther- when I think the balloon had popped and it was the end of the world. <laughs> and Bella was crying and crying in my arms, crying on my knee, quite physically close. So that's all, that's another thing that you can kind of spot. They just, you know, you can see whether, whether they want to be physically close as well. It's quite nice. Um, and I was just desperately going, oh, never mind. the blue- oh, I'll tell you what, why don't we play with this instead? Let's get this out. Oh, it doesn't matter. We can fix it. We can get another balloon next to it. I was looking for a way out. Instead of accepting the sadness, I was trying to reframe it and push it somewhere else. And I got told off for that. Yes. So now, yeah, if if they're sad, let them be sad and tell them that they're sad and be sad with them. That's such interesting advice because uh, when when my daughter was little and she was this is my birth child as well. So we haven't got the thing to lean on about, you know, children who are adopted have very complex backgrounds. Everything she is, I made her. So I can't, (laughs) Um, but we got a balloon from Pizza Hut, a blooming helium balloon. And of course, inevitably we got home and she let go of it and off it went into the sky. And there has never been such devastation in this world as what happened. And she was sobbing and crying. She's saying, get the police, get a helicopter up. (laughs) So, I know the absolute one I am I sneaked back to Pizza Hut and begged another one at the door and they gave me another matching one and then I said I'd found it so that's the wimp that I am as a parent there you go and now they know that when they cry they get they get what they want exactly (laughs) (laughs) but actually despair is is a huge emotion to learn yeah that's that's what they needed to go through it's such total good advice that clearly I am not very good I'll add it to the list of things I'm not very good at. Um, but no, I, it is it is really fascinating to be able to stay with that emotion. And I was chatting to an adult recently who um, had an extremely abusive childhood. And um, they were saying that even now as an adult, when an emotion comes up, what they can tell is that they are feeling an emotion, but they, they don't know what it is. And so even... In adulthood, it's very difficult to say this is what the feeling is. They can tell if it's a pleasant feeling or a bad feeling, but to be able to say this is fear or this is anger or this is that sort of thing, Mm. those things are not clearly delineated for them. So I can really see why at this age that you're doing this work, being able to name and cope with those emotions is such a positive message to communicate. Yeah, it's I um, I, I notice it 
in them as well now doing it to me. <laughs> it's, just, it's quite incredible. I went through a breakup two weeks ago. And oh, I was okay. obviously upset about it. And trying to keep, try, and I was trying to keep it all together and keep it all like to myself. But but uh, Arnie noticed, and he, he could he could see it in me. And he just said, "If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands." Oh, sweetheart! <laughs> and I didn't clap my hands. He said, "If you're sad and you know it, clap your hands." And I clapped my hands. He's like, "You're sad, daddy." Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I am, Arnie. Yeah. Oh. It, so that? so they're, they're doing it back. So again, we. This, this whole process has given them something that they can take into adulthood as well there, sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. What a beneficial thing. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that we've had this conversation. It's been really interesting. And um, yeah, so um, where could people find out more? Is it is it uh, something that there is a national body for or any of that? Or is it just more that it came to you through the local authority? It just came to me through the local authority. Like yeah. you'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of it. No, no one I speak to has ever heard of it. Um, I think it's a, a kind of specific branch of play therapy. I'm not claiming to be any kind of knowledge base for it. But I know, I know from from looking earlier when you said, "What does the where does the filial come from?" That it was that some guy made it up in 1964. <laughs> I'm sure there was background and research, um, but yeah, it was some some someone's brainchild in the 60s. Um, so it's, I don't want to say relatively new because most most stuff like this is. Um, but yeah, it seems to be stuff that something that people haven't heard of very much, and I wouldn't yeah. know where to go. Well, we'll see if we can find Google. Yeah, we'll find more information and stick it in the notes for this episode. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think the fact that you can administer it yourself is really positive because when we've been offered any sort of therapeutic intervention, you know, it can be up to an hour and a half away, and it can be it's always in the middle of a school day and stuff, which is difficult for school and for work and things. And so that that thing of you can do it when you have the right moment for it is is really positive. I think. Yeah, that that's um, one of the things they also recommend is that that one parent does it. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so can you imagine in a two-parent household that one of these parents is getting that... It's a great place for building trust mm. and it's a great place for learning about, you know, your interactions with, with the child. So in a two-parent household, one of the adults is getting this and maybe the other one isn't. Yes. That's probably quite hard to deal with. Yeah, it's recommended that it's that it's one parent that, that does the therapy to keep it consistent. Yes. But yes, you're right. There would be a complexity there about which one does it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Gosh, well, thank you. Um, would you recommend it then? It sounds like you would. I, you know, you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> I would usually recommend it to anyone. I'd, like like I said, I administer it to friends, administer it like it's some. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's, it's brilliant. I think schools should be doing it regularly with children who need it. Like just this, just maybe a 10 minute one. I feel like it just opens up so much and builds this safe space for them um, to explore emotions, feelings, past, future, present, all of it. That's awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much for telling me about it because, yeah, I'm definitely going to do, do some more reading now. But thank you ever so much for joining me. Pleasure. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guest today, John. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Visit our website at newfamilysocial.org.uk. Adoption, Fostering and Tea is produced by New Family Social. The presenter was me, Tor Doherty, with music from Matt Doherty. The producer was John Jenkins. We'll be back next time with more guests and more tea.